0: Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko Table, the table that will make their
1: dreams come true. Yo, Yayo, yeah, yeah, yo, folks, welcome to tonight's episode of the One and Only Yonko Table. Yes, the Yonko Table is back, baby. Happy holidays, happy Valentine's Day, happy Super Bowl Sunday. But we're not here to talk about Super Bowl Sunday nor Valentine's Day. We're trying, We're here to talk about what really mattered on Sunday night. And that was the newest episode of HBO's hit series, Euphoria. I am your host tonight. That is Grandmaster Hoop, you're hearing. But I'm not alone ever in these ventures. Let's see who's here aboard today to talk about Euphoria.
2: It's the one, the only, Nino Desplazado.
1: Who's that dork? It's starts all right folks so yes we're here euphoria episode 6 coming off of the heels of the rock bottom that was episode 5 and the tour de force that is run rue run and this is the aftermath this is what happens next this is kind of the immediate uh, response from her family and this episode also served to give us uh, you know a what do you call it a check-in with the other characters um with that said i think some series don't always have to have these episodes that have to you know leave their mark on the season i think it's good to slow down here and there and i think that's what they gave us with this episode but with that said it was not without its moments um shoot opening scene uh that jolly rancher
0: before we even talk about that opening scene i just gotta say I was hoping to get a Maddie versus Cassie showdown. Okay. I I know we <laughs> want to go chronologically, but all no, of the hype fine. everything all over Twitter was leading to it. Even Zendaya, she like sent like the dot dot dot
1: after that image. No, that that dot 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 is all I need to know that, that it wasn't gonna happen. Look, they subverted your expectations. <laughs> There was, because we didn't need a fight. What does the fight give us as a viewer? It just and gives you, yeah. you just want to watch these two yeah. best friends just claw at each other. Well, yeah, I feel like that would be more cathartic than
0: whatever Maddie's planning.
2: But ultimately, like, then it would just be the equivalent of game Bowl. And no one wanted game Bowl everyone wanted yeah what a reference but but it's it it, yeah it's when what do you call it is at the end of game of thrones they brought the hound back
1: the hound versus the mountain mountain just so he can fight the mountain
2: even though he had two really good endings in both the show and in the books uh, even though it hasn't been confirmed that that's him or not in the books yet but it made sense more thematically to the story ultimately they just brought him back to see him fight but but i liked that they didn't i, I like that there wasn't maddie versus cassie because maybe in isolation it would be but you also have to remember that there is one big abuser in nate jacobs yeah. that is basically pulling everyone's strings he's playing everyone like a fiddle right now yeah. and i think this episode was kind of like saying like oh You know, even though, what do you call it? Even though Cassie's on a really different arc and she's progressing in a way we don't want her to be, ultimately she is, even though she's an antagonist of other characters, she's not, she still has an antagonist to her own story, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess. I still just wanted some clapping action. I wanted some... I, like I wanted the claws I wanted to see the the rumble in the jungle like I wanted to see it happen you know but it's okay I guess they have a different um, idea of what's to happen I saw a little sneak peek of what she looks like in the next episode I'm like oh Cassie girl what you doing baby like
1: see am I the only one who doesn't watch the what's are. happening next time
2: yep. I sometimes watch it I sometimes don't watch it um,
0: How do my, you guys do this? I'm literally so eager to see what's happening next. Well, mine
1: doesn't even play what happens next time after the episode ends. Like, this episode ended with the credits and then the HBO sign. And then it said, what do you want to watch next?
0: What are you watching this on? I watch
1: it on HBO Max.
0: Mm-hmm. On your laptop? On on the
1: TV. It just doesn't offer. Um, Roku, Apple. Oh my gosh, we're not getting into this. The fact is, I didn't see Our sponsors are the, only, the only rookie. thing I saw was the, <laughs> the the funny line where she's like, Oh my gosh, is this play about us? And I saw people making yeah. fun of it with Avatar, uh, the Ember Island players. And then oh they my said gosh.
0: what a reference.
1: <laughs> they said Diana Ross watching Dream Girls. <laughs> 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 that one was really funny. But here, look, look, let's talk about let's talk about it. Yeah, I don't think. I think you, they're leaving the interpretation of their upstairs, you know, when she ran upstairs in the last episode. You are supposed to interpret how that went down, which at this point, I imagine if Cassie made it to her bedroom door before the fucking door. Right. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But, um, goodness gracious. I mean, I don't know what to feel for Cassie right now. I really don't have a lot of sympathy towards her. Uh, she was going
0: crazy that entire episode like she just was but the thing is is it's good in a way because like it reminds us like these are high schoolers you know like i was getting so like taken back because of like the real world rue episode that like it kind of reminds me like oh shoot that's right like these are kids you know like for cassie to be feeling what she's feeling and for her to be like you know they weren't even together you know they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend
1: it is a terrible justification she's trying to make out of this whole thing because
2: oh 100 if it wasn't if it wasn't
1: a problem how come you never told maddie in the first place uh you know because you knew it was a problem you knew it would be problematic you knew this going in so it's hard but then it's also hard i get she's in high school and we've been saying this too on these uh euphoria episodes uh they make mistakes they think this is like they think this is their peak so they play it out as if it's their peak but you know Cassie took some low blows you know coming towards rue uh you know because her mom has a lot of sympathy for rue you know she's like rue's a good girl she's had a hard life what did y'all think about that line where she said Yo, so her dad died our dad left. Uh I, hate, I don't I know hate. which one's worse. That was a very cringe line for me. That made me really do not like Cassie. She's
2: she's very delusional. I think she's I, I still ha- I still like Cassie because ultimately I feel like what they need to do with her arc is that they need to tie it back in with how season one ended for her at the like near the end and then it can kind of be like I really don't know who I am anymore because she's just letting herself make kind of these um concessions with her character yeah and ultimately like it started there you know what i mean i think the best way to bookend it is if it ends there because she was avoiding mckay she was kind of not taking any 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 uh, interiority or any like uh openness with mckay at the beginning of the season to ultimately like just go down the rabbit hole of Nate Jacobs. So I, yeah, but, I really do, yeah, go. You
0: know, I was gonna say like, how many people do you know though, that are like literally relationship fiends? Like as soon as they end one relationship, it's like they don't even have time to breathe and they're like on to the next one. Or if they do have like that little bit of breathing time, all they can think about was their previous relationship and then forgiving the sins that are like monstrously horrible from the, like i get yeah. the realism in this and i get like how the mindset can work um and i'm not saying that like you know i understand 100 on how like a teenage girl mind works but like from my interactions with like some of my friends growing up some of my siblings and family members growing up like it was like one of those things where it's like man like do you ever get a chance to just be alone with yourself? Like, do you know who you are? And I think that's what it is, is that Cassie just really doesn't know who she is. And then for her to bring up again, that duality of like, okay, Rue's dad died and ours left, it still leaves a hole in their heart, right? Like we don't want to like lower Cassie's experience or like her, how she was raised or anything. But to compare herself into like that situation, it kind of does like borderline like that delusional part, you know, but I don't know. Like, I feel like we, I feel bad for Cassie. I feel bad that like the mom was like, hide the knives. You know, you have to do it. I don't want (laughs) to deal with it. And then she gets the wine opener and she tries something it's like, oh my God.
1: Well, it's it's interesting uh, how she knew to hide the knives. But if you know your daughter's in that depressive state, you're just gonna let her run around the house. I thought, you know, you probably might go seek professional Bigger. help. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. Well, um, let's
2: let's look at let's look at any of the mental health institutions of this show. I think there's only been one instance where it's worked like just by like systemically worked, and that's like with that therapist and Jules. That was the only place that we can say that it it worked. Everywhere else, the system has failed, and I think Probably. it even adds more to it that what do you call it? it with the end of this episode, when Rue's mom is trying is on the phone, and we get yeah. the ending shot, and they basically tell her, "No, we can't really accept you." Like it, it it's it, it's. I know that they haven't said it yet, and I think they should have acknowledged it to some degree. Because I'm I'm really inferencing here, but it did you know, it doesn't seem like these people can necessarily afford or have the privilege enough to get like this professional help. Or even worse, the mom may just be like you just need to get over it because
0: actually I think you're onto something with that because remember how she was saying, Oh, well, my husband wanted me to go to AA and I never believed in that. Like she was, you know, very turned, turning down any sort of outside help. And I mean, from like a Hispanic household, like I know, like getting any outside help for any sort of mental health things, like it's usually like, no, like just go sleep it off or, Oh, go eat some rice and you will be better. Like, it's not something that we really talk about like within like the household so like maybe it's the same thing where it's like you know cassie like i know you're sad it happens it's a heartbreak i had a heartbreak when i was your age and this is how i dealt with it but like the difference within the generations is like i think our generation or that generation gen z kind of takes it to like a whole extreme level in a way where it's like they aren't really promised tomorrow like they they ha- i remember the first episode of euphoria she was born on like nine eleven, like 2001 you know and then they had to practice school shooting drills and all this stuff so it's like it does get kind of terrifying with that idea of like <clears throat> tomorrow isn't promised so everything has to be extreme right now and like i think what mm-hmm. grandmaster hoop said that like if they're at their peak they're gonna ride the peak as long as they can you know like this is like the best moments of their life quote unquote so um it's very interesting to see like all of that kind of play out and like I feel so I feel so much for Rue's mom like you're in this position you have your two daughters you want to have one of them get taken care of one of your daughters literally just said that, like, it's good thing that you guys are bakeracting me or taking me to the ER now because I was planning on killing myself in the next couple of days. Like, to hear that as a parent, I'm sure it must be, like, so emotionally draining on you, you know? And, like, man, I just, to see the system fail in that aspect, like, you kind of get it, you know? Like, you kind of, understand why there's the stuff happens and it keeps on spiraling in a circle. Um,
1: Yeah. I was going to say the, the mistrust for the system, I think is a good point that you pointed out Nino because yes, if anything uh, the system has failed in a sense as portrayed in the show. And that's also real life as far as also the system, not dealing you that helping hand that, you were supposed to, you know, a uh, basic human rights, you know, Rue came back from rehab, relapsed quick. Uh, so clearly they're not gonna look at rehab as the same. They don't look at the ER as the uh, as a, uh, you know, a valuable solution. And yeah, there's just a mistrust. And now here, yes, heartbreaking. That whole scene was really heartbreaking. Just closing off on her voice begging. Because tomorrow isn't promised. And Rue has verbally stated how she wants to kill herself. And she's just very much worried that if another spiral happens, that is where it will probably lead. How can it get worse than this? I mean, they know how it can get worse with this, with Rue dead. So that was very sad to see. I, I'm not sure how it's going to play out next. Because you see Rue doing better. You see Rue made up with Ali, but she still needs professional help. Uh, you know? And I'm she glad she's making... Right. Forgiveness
0: can a long way.
1: Right. Actually, forgiveness was a huge theme, uh, you know, this episode. Uh, that whole jo- back to the Jolly Rancher with Ali, you know, that was very symbolic. Like, she couldn't open the wrapper until she got that forgiveness from Ali and damn it, I should have wrote down how he said it but I, I imagine that as a Muslim Islamic quote that he was uh, reciting uh, as far as forgiveness goes um, yeah, it's just very nice to see because he's been there, he's been there, he knows he said some things and he's hit rock bottom before but I also really like that Ali looks at the bigger picture, he is over here helping Gia understand her feelings and what she's going through, because that is someone who is not getting attention right now. And as we've been saying, she has to deal with it, put up with it, and has to grow up and mature really quickly. And that seems it's, it's very unfair, but here now, Ali is validating how she feels.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say, like, the, the first person that he asked about when he first met Ru, um, was, like, who found you when you overdosed? And she was, like, my sister, and he's, like, ah, is she, like, 12 or 13, younger sister? And she's, like, yeah, and he's, like, cool, so are you prepared to live the rest of your life knowing that, like, she's never gonna be able to trust people again? She may not even love people again, and so, like... He, he has, like, a heart out for Gia. Like, you know, he definitely feels for her. And I think in a way that's kind of coping for, like, things that happen with his, his own family, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Easy yeah. parallel. But, right I,
2: but I also think that, like like Grandmaster said, um, Ali's looking at the big picture. Like, he he's making Rue really answer the tough questions now so that it's not a surprise later. Ali is probably one of the best people in the support system right now because ultimately he has this experience that only he can give knowledge about. And that's something when you, when I guess when you are an addict, you have to ask yourself and you have to come to terms with the fact, not even not feel guilty about, but really come to terms with the fact that you have harmed people in ways. That are probably measurable to you, and that you probably will never be able to undo, but you just have to make do. And I think that 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 uh, insight is more precious than anything because he really is like a rock in that household. Like he's really helping. He's helping Gia. He's helping the mom. He's helping, you know, Rue, and they all just seem to like. Even though he was asking very uncomfortable questions they knew that they could trust him and they could be honest and open about it and ultimately get past certain things.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because, and then when you really think about it too, this is like the sad part. These are probably conversations he was not having with his own family, you know, because what? He's estranged with one at least one of his daughters. One of his daughters doesn't speak to him or Let's him come visit on the holidays so he's trying to stop and see I, I had a conversation the other day uh, with uh, Apex and Z and she, she made a comment about The Wire was a bad show. The Wire is a great show first of all. HBO is really good at their shows. The Wire does a good job at showing a generational systemic drug problem in Baltimore. You know they don't necessarily hope uh hone in on the individual experience, but they show how it is secular. Ali is trying to break a cycle here. He does not want Rue to go through what he went through, you know.
2: Or worse. Or worse. Or worse. Or because worse.
1: Definitely, definitely like that teaching. I, I I hope.
2: I hope that we don't see any more of that lady. I really Ooh. hope. i, well. I hope that we- because I hope that Rue, being underage, she'll be able to like run, and or keep you know protected. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I hope that when she like becomes of what do you call it? Becomes of age that she can just move out because that's the only way that she's gonna survive. No, that's the uh, only way.
1: I, I listen. Um, you know, she didn't really she didn't make an appearance. Nor a mention. Uh, the only thing remotely close to any kind of you know bigger type of crime was you know that dude is about to snitch on Fez. Uh, You know, I guess he's going to wear a wire or something, but uh, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be pushed against the wall. I think Fez and Ashtray, they're going to have to take out Lori. They're going to have to take that bitch out. (laughs) Get her out because that's if, that's if they don't get like raided by the police. Well, they don't keep the the drugs in their house anymore. Uh, That's what Ashtray said. But, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I want that teacher is crazy. I'm mm-hmm. sure she'll be back to get this money or get Roo and Be like you owe me. Uh, and the only or, person who I can. The only person who makes sense to come save the day would be someone in that world, which is Fez. But seeing how this show might play out, it is a if you are tied to rule somehow, you may get caught up in the middle of this. And that's going to be kind of like the shock. If anybody if there are any uh repercussions that from, from a character who you didn't think would be involved. So we'll see. But speaking on of a crazy
0: lighter note though, how do we feel about Fez and uh Lexi?
2: Two I love up. my I love uh my fexy ship.
1: Fexy uh, supremacy.
0: So freaking cute on the couch.
1: Stand, Stand by, by me. Down stand by me oh my goodness i i was playing stand by me like the next two days uh, yeah man i don't know fez is just again he's a good person he oh you know i and we, after we see uh after we talked last week i i was finally able uh to put it in blatant terms he is a good person and a drug dealer but he's trying to live both lives. You can't. Yeah. And it's gonna bite him in the ass later. But he's a good person. And he's he's cultured. He is watch Stand By Me. That's a good film. That's a very good film. And then him See, singing I'm Alexi. Huh? I was
0: gonna say it's back to him and his grandma watching it, you know?
1: Yes. And he's like, should we watch it? <laughs> And then he grabbed her
2: hand.
0: I know. So sweet.
2: It was very sweet. I'm I'm very happy that they have so much chemistry on stream. on uh, stream. On screen. Yes. Um I think I really do think that it's gonna it's ultimately gonna get in like his lives are gonna get in the way of any happiness. Yep. But ultimately, like it's it was just a bad hand he was dealt. You know what I mean? Like, he's... i really does show that, like, sometimes, like, it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. If you're... It really... If you're in a situation that you can't control, you're you're stuck sometimes. And that really sucks.
1: Well, that's the thing. A lot of these characters are in their predicaments due to circumstance, you know? he uh, didn't necessarily choose his grandma. His grandma saves him from an abusive parentship you know yeah, so it
2: was outside of his control you know right what I mean? right yeah. exactly he and, and and if you're gonna you know we're, we can't sit here and say one was better than the other because it's ultimately oh, i guess his grandma was who he's trying to be Then I'm, I'm not really going to reference the godfather um when it comes to crime but i guess i am it, it really is that he's trying to live in his grandma's shadow like his parents shadow um like in the godfather but ultimately he's not his grandma right so that's probably gonna bite him in the ass because his grandma always knew when to like she she was just stone cold she would not care she would take your baby and then be like okay i'll just raise the baby like, but fez is not like that even though he has the kindness he has he has the general sense of like oh you know this is right and this is wrong and I'll I'll keep forgiving you and I'll keep putting my neck out for you. One day it's my, it might come to you know beat his ass or raid his house.
1: It it's coming. It's definitely coming. That's like a point that we're building to right now. Because uh, again, I've been saying this. He can't keep riding that line. It it's it's going to come back, and then he'll have that cathartic realization that. He's got to choose one or the other.
0: Do we think that anybody's gonna die this season?
1: I don't know about a show like this. Uh,
2: I think I think that Fez or like the most likely might be Fez and Ashtray, because they've been giving them you know what were somewhat minor characters in season in season one or like back or really background characters that really complemented like Rue's storyline. And that they were just fleshed out really well. They got really fleshed out this season, even though with the minimal screen time that they had. Um, but, but do
0: also, you think that's on purpose or because some of the other main characters didn't really want to go where the story was taking them, like Kat and um, MK and There's a lot well, of like, I, no i I, I think
2: on. that I think maybe Fez's storyline was probably one of the first storylines that got like planned out. For season two like just because it's the his backstory is the thing that opens season two right so and we get like even and we and he and even in episode one it was his actions like he was very much the driving force one of the driving forces of the first episode like he was the one that was like initiating like um any any movement for the season He's the reason why Rue met this lady. He's the reason why Rue was able to get out of the, you know, get out of the party or really get into more trouble at certain points. He was the reason why Nate got his ass beat. He was the reason why, you know, he went out of his way to um to talk to Lexi. So there's there's a lot of movement that happened and now he's laying low. Oh, and he's also the reason why Faye is staying with him because he said yes. You know, there's a lot of movement, and I don't know if that's gonna ultimately result in him just being axed from the show or not. It depends who gets him. If the police get him, then maybe he is alive for next season. If uh, what's her name, Lori, gets him, he's not seeing tomorrow.
1: A good storytelling puts someone uninvolved in any of the crime, uh, being the victim, and. In- Fez will have to deal with those reper- repercussions so that's what I think I don't know if somebody will die but I know if you really want that character development for Fez he's got to watch you know he's already seen Rue just being a drug addict uh, he saw what it's done to Ashtray because Ashtray went and killed Mouse but now he's going to see someone like maybe Lexi get uh, you know involved somehow and Maybe she gets hurt and he's got to come to that realization. But um, I wonder
0: if he's going to like air out any drama in her play when it comes to Fez.
1: I don't know. Uh, We get into much prediction territory, but uh, the play will surely. I mean, we'll see come next episode. But um, real quick, I think I want to end this on the Jacobs family, but real quick. Cat. um, I don't know. what you, I don't really care for Cat anymore. Yeah, th- it's a thumbs down for me. I'm not sure they
2: what's not really happening.
1: They're really, really, really dirty, yeah.
0: I don't know if that's like the same Cat that we would have seen in season one.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Like, the way that she handled that whole situation of gaslighting him into breaking up, the way that he was taking is like, he was so confused because he knew exactly what was happening. And in a way, I feel like, she just didn't want to be the bad guy in that. But like, I don't know, it was, it was just I, so wrong.
2: I think, what do you call it? I think that is definitely like in character for Kat. Because remember, she will, she will, she's known to make up scenarios and then ultimately try and pin it on somebody else. Um, even though she has valid reason to because of her, like, not valid reason, but she, her insecurities make it seem like coincidences are valid reasons. Um, but ultimately, I think that scene needed more context. It needed a reaction from, or needed, like more breakdown from Kat. It needed more, uh, the story needed to be a little bit more closer to her. And we didn't get that. We just got that random scene and <laughs> it was very out of place. Very. And, and it seemed
0: we came from a moment of like oh like you know i kind of like cat like i can kind of empathize with her i can see where she's coming from like okay she's kind of falling out of love in the situation she's getting very boring but then like the way that it was just delivered was just so cringe it was like
1: nino said it once with the regression of characters we saw cat really feel empowered and coming into her own in season one uh, you know, albeit behind a mask and a computer screen, but you saw it transition into her daily life. You know, <clears throat> she didn't care what she was wearing. She was proud of how she looked. Uh, she was proud of what she was doing. She was making moves on senior dudes from years from before. But but it also it also
2: culminated in she understand that what she was doing wasn't necessarily out of uh how how should I say um out of an effort to 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 be her best version of herself or to give herself a chance of like happiness and then at the end of the season she was like i've been running away from this you know th- my insecurities have been blocking me from from giving people chances of being close to me right and i think that should stop and now she's completely regressed into like oh we're here but i really don't care and it's coming off as that she just doesn't give a fuck about ethan when she really did care about Ethan and for first season. Yes, it's out of my field.
0: And I think it's also like in a sense like, all right, you have someone who's kind of like perfect on paper, did absolutely nothing wrong. How are you just going to break up with someone? You know, like, how are you just going to say like, hey, it's not working out between us. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't feel anything. Like, for her to, to do that, I think it would be easier for her to kind of make the other person feel like it was their choice. And so... Like, I I feel bad that for Ethan and how that whole situation was handled, especially since she, like, she called the meeting, like, she wanted to, like, do it in a public place so she doesn't feel, like, cornered or anything in a way. And it was just, I don't know, it was just so cringe.
2: I think the idea of that scene could have really worked. I just think, again, without any of the... If you have just a bunch of tomatoes and none of the salad, then you just have a bunch of tomatoes. They don't really make sense. You need the rest of the salad for it to be a salad. Sure. (laughs) I think I see what
1: you're saying. You said a what?
0: I said it's called ketchup or salsa.
1: You put ketchup on your salad?
0: No, I'm kidding. He said that if it's a bunch of tomatoes, then it's not a salad. Yeah, it's called ketchup.
1: Oh, well, you actually need some sugar and some fructose. Uh, all right, right, I get it. The joke flew over. It's, it's okay. No, we're good. Either way, uh cat. I don't know. Um Doctor Rika, I should mention doc we should mention Doctor Rika. I wanna get her thoughts out. Uh said made no sense. Sad how they're handling her character. Um, just making her unnecessary. Couldn't agree more. Uh so yeah, that's a that's a that's a shot at the writers' room. i Get it together, folks. If if y'all you if you're listening. Um I writers. I don't
0: think I don't think we're done with cat though. I think that Ethan's gonna kinda come in and and try to like figure out what's going on. Oh, I don't care.
2: Like I really don't I really I know that Ethan doesn't deserve that, maybe that's the whole point. But ultimately, like Ethan hasn't been treated like a character this whole season. Right, He's been yeah treated as a shade, as an object that can do no wrong, feel no wrong absolutely just do everything right but also wrong he's been treated as some as a force and in Kat's way rather than a person and it doesn't it seems like this is somewhat intentional but it's not being as effective as it could within the narrative I feel like there needs to be more instances with Ethan and Kat and kind of seeing that idea you know like really testing the limits of that idea of like Oh my God, Cat's um, not really treating Ethan like a person. Cat, Cat is being a little bit delusional, and then gives some interiority with Ethan, and then then we have a story. But right now, it's yeah, kind he, of just Ethan's
0: not Rue's friend. Cat is you're, Rue's friend Kat you're very Rue's right. Friend. But
2: but what do you call it? A lot of things that Cat did off screen in season one didn't involve Rue. No, they didn't. Yeah. so this could very yeah, well
0: I could talk to Rue about it you know
2: I mean yes but ulti- ultimately I think I really do think that um, the exclusion of Cat is because they, they had an idea like of where they wanted to take this and then you know Barbie probably rightfully so didn't want that and wanted to have more say in her character and then they were just like we're just going to half ass oh, character arc for you that's really interesting in concept, but doesn't have any of the, what do you call it, of the of the pushing mechanics. You know, it, Kat doesn't have multiple people questioning her. Kat's not showing any questioning in herself. Um, Ethan is not questioning anything. He's just kind of taking it and he's kind of just being an object. So it ultimately comes down to a watered down version of what we could have gotten. Um, and right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, you know, like, Oh, I don't like that. I,
1: I, I, like that. I say this. Season one, if you, when, you can, when you look back at it, season one felt like an HBO series. And when I say HBO series, HBO series do a very good job of balancing multiple characters and what they're going through and showcasing them and having them not feel as if one is outweighed by the other. Like season one, we got insight on every character, everything they're going through. And then we saw their storylines collide or intertwine with each other. And they did a very good job. Season two is very Rue focused. It's very, you know, and the, yeah, the branching out of Rue's life. The only other major storyline, really, is the Jacob's Nate. family. Yeah, it's the Jacob's Nate family. Yes, the Jacob's family. And here we are, the Jacob's it really, family. It
2: really does feel like, like, and I, the more, the more as we go on, the more I believe the rumors to be true that Jules was ultimately supposed to have the what do you call it this unrequited love arc with nate um but you know hunter probably was like nope i'm not doing that um because ultimately um hbo is giving them more control of the story and then it's turning into you know this uh, a shift in cassie's character because it kind of fits you know what i mean like if you move Jules one way and then move cassie and what Jules was supposed to be change a few things and then get rid of some of the problem characters who mostly interacted with cassie like mckay and cat then smudge them out then you can make cassie's story revolve around nate and then ultimately you still get the nate portions of the show which were probably like really really stretched out because i don't think we were going to get all the Nate stuff that we got in the season, probably when they were first planning season two. Um, but no, I don't it's think the of...
0: whole Cal situation would have happened this, like that early on, you know? Yeah, we weren't yeah. even in mid season until like when Cal went and busted out.
1: <laughs> no, we were not. This is episode four, and Nothing you was, know, so three, no, 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 Cal peeing was episode four. The oh, back, okay. the backstory of Cal was episode episode three three, you're right, you're right. Um, but um, goodness gracious! Just thinking about Nate and his story. Uh, now that you mentioned, as far as you know, the blending and the smothering of other stories in favor of Nate, they really made no reference to the kind of internal conflict Nate has been having. Uh, at, well, that was presented in season one with this whole, you know. Closeted feelings that he's had, he has for Jules, and uh, I guess men in general. Uh, mm-hmm. It until this episode, this is the the most recent they brought it up because you know he tells Jules. Well,
2: well, well, not well, not well, not just Jules. I think he had the the and I and I don't mean to like um, to I don't mean to call you out, but I just want to correct you. Oh, go he ahead. Yeah, like like he has a thing with specifically people with like. The right gen like with his genitals you know what i mean he's very genital focused in his mind um and like he's very was- much this i have like, idealized versions um because you know that like they made such a point about it in season one and then that's yep. why he like he's going he, he was going after jules almost that's that's what i least got from season one that he was going after jules because she was a girl with the same genitals as him oh. and that's kind of that's kind of really disgusting but that's why I think that's where it was going because um that like it, it was it, there was so much like emphasis about him and like his witnessing of
1: yes like staring genital. and yeah. not having to look right and then going through his dad's stuff uh, yeah. no you're fine uh I didn't I never uh looked at it like that but that makes perfect sense to me. But either way, it still never came back into play in season 2 until just and it was very lightly touched upon in this episode when he, you know, tells Jules everything I ever said was true for the record. Uh but um I thought the conversation with the mom was really cringe and kind of had me really nervous uh the whole time cuz she called him an angry boy, and he was trying to defend himself, saying, "I was angry at my dad." Uh, it's different. It's different, mom. Right? I, I thought he, the mom might get punched by Nate. I thought Nate. Right, was...
0: and then he just kept on getting angrier, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. but
1: that lady, that lady can
2: act. Uh, that because when I was watching that scene, it did feel like a, a scene from a play. I felt like I was watching a play. Oh um, yeah, definitely play because vibes. Of- Cause it was definitely dialogue centric and less such shot centric. So there was a lot more going on in the written, you know, in the written um, medium rather than the visual. Right. There's also a lot of things, you know, I have to, um, what do you call it? Call, um, call out some people who are not here with us. Um, Kame Chris did point out and other people did point out that some, something's going on because there's a they, this show is very much detail oriented at this point. Um, I mean, they could be pulling a Game of Thrones and just be like, "Oops, we messed up," but it it does seem that he, if Nate found the tapes at 11, then how come his mom would be like, "When you were around eight or nine, you started to darken." Hmm. And Whoa, when? Oh, with the brother. Yeah, there, there's definitely something that's being hidden from the audience right now because oh, ooh. you know now that you mention it
0: like, i think in that family portrait he was like around eight or nine right Or was he a bit maybe
1: old? maybe all i gotta say is abusers like nate who again got called out for choking the mom blatantly said you choked that girl he's like i didn't choke <laughs> her they dropped the charges abusers most abusers were abused you know yes and here you we're saying you know the darkening happened earlier than him finding the tapes maybe he was abused by his older brother who at this point is not mentioned only seen in that photo and we see that photo multiple times yes there's something not being mentioned and now i'm starting to think it probably directly relates to the other jacob's brother yeah. the
0: younger one because the older one they said that he was a, they, they said he was an idiot you know no
1: no nate's the youngest one so there's another older brother yeah
0: no,
2: no yeah yeah nate's the youngest yes, he's the youngest remember the youngest. this you were you were one, one of the people that brought this out there are three there are yeah, three yeah, there's
0: three but like in the picture nate and aaron are around the same age and the two that are in the back are around the same age and the one is significantly younger than the other two that are in the back mm. there's like a five or six year difference and i don't think there's a five or six year difference between aaron and nate
2: pretty sure nate's the youngest well so far from what we've seen he's the youngest but maybe that's what do you call it something to be revealed maybe maybe there's something that we're not seeing it because ultimately i think that the mom is hiding a secret about probably one of the, like the third child, and that's going to come into play later. But yeah, I think... I don't know if, if Cal has anything to do with it, um, because that'd be really weird if it turned out that Cal um, abused of Nate, you know, any more than he already did, like in any other way,
1: like sexual ways. Well, um, that's the thing, and- too. Uh, now that you mentioned that.
0: I just looked up.
1: Where's your source? Wiki. Real quick, what Nino just said, remember the mom said you inherited all your dad's bad qualities. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to believe whatever may have happened in this household did not stem from Cal per se. As far as outright Cal, maybe Mentally, yes, Cal has had a mental grip on his family, but I don't know if he was probably the abuser. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like someone else is... Something else is going on here.
2: Yeah, especially because I don't know if... I don't know if the show would do would give so much attention to Cal's perspective and Cal's story if it turned out that he was... Like a sexual abuser you know um or that he's enacting any yeah, kind of you sexual what, like, violence him,
0: him abusing jewels and, and like he was like really against like the fact that like she was younger you know like he was like i she told me she was 22 like i I'm, there's nothing else i can say like i'm so sorry yeah. like he felt really bad about it you know and like <clears throat> i feel like if he didn't really care he'd be like fuck her she's lying like blah 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 like you know he would he would kind of manipulate and change the script, but like he really was like I didn't know that she was that like young, you know like.
1: Well, it also so, shows yeah. in that carnival scene too when, you know, he a- approached her, uh, and he was like, you know, hey, uh, you know, I mean, I thought he was about to go strangle her, but no, he was just kind of like, hey, please keep this to yourself, you know, I don't want this to get out, and then you know, Jules being the good. Girl, she is like, I got your secret. I'm not vindictive like that. I'm not going to purposely try to hurt you or blackmail you. And again, thin line, gray areas.
0: She has all the power power right now.
1: She Well, that's my thing. Do y'all think Maddie didn't already make copies? I don't think
2: so. I don't think they would have made, what do you call it, such a point to show, you know what I mean? To show the disc so many times and also... for, I don't think they would have gone to that extent and for Maddie to be like very traumatized if she knew she still had like an ace up her sleeve well you'd be traumatized too you'd be traumatized right but they would build I think they would be also like a a moment right after that scene of her like you know like being vindictive or being vengeful and like pulling out another one another
1: copy What I mean is like this I think she was vengeful probably before That moment you know she was talking to that Her babysitter friend And saying you know she likes a good fight That tells me She was probably You know she's been vengeful we don't know how many days How many days has passed like a couple Of days since the whole Reveal of Cassie And uh, Nate Uh, I just imagine she might have already Uploaded it and it's just was waiting for the right time to drop it. Cause when she was on the phone with Kat, that's kind of what she was alluding to. Uh that she could blow up his whole life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh but however, she just got scared straight, you know. Maybe. Because you yeah. know Nate Jacobs scene, is fucking nuts. You that know that
0: scene made me feel so uncomfortable. Well
1: especially when he's sitting there and you see him in the mirror, which is an that was an excellent shot. I mean many horror excellent. movies do that. Many horror movies yeah. do that shot, but Nick Jacobs is just a psycho man. He's and crazy. Like, and and In the dark, dark, he's, with the
0: waiting for her to come out. Oh. Watching her undress too. Taking, yeah,
2: yeah. He's not even taking any. Like he, he really. I don't know. I don't know if he has any true emotions right now because, like, his dad just left, and even though Rue isn't unlike. What do you call it? Um, an untrustworthy narrator. Like, she still said that, like, he felt amazing. And what we saw was that him feeling amazing that his dad left because it means he won. And I'm ah. like, that's really, that's, that's, if you, if you take anything of, you know, of, and, and, and let me, let me just say something. Cal pissed in the fucking house and they just left it there. And then, uh, what do you call it? Um, and people are moving into that house like people that haven't probably haven't showered in a couple days like Cassie who was just like in the bathtub but not showering
1: that that house must smell musty
2: must smell musty dusty and crusty <laughs> they're,
1: they're all drunks they don't care which is another sad thing Uh I don't know she's just Man, enabling I,
0: scene, though, was like, I, I gotta go back to that scene because even though He made it very clear that he emptied the gun of all the bullets. Just the fact that he was just pulling the trigger, like, that is, it's still terrifying, you know? Like, I've never really been a huge fan of guns. And, like, even if there's a gun that I know for sure is completely empty, I still don't trust it, you know?
1: Oh, I don't go near guns. I don't play with guns. Yeah, they're they're weapons.
0: Yeah. And for Maddie to feel, like, as terrified as she was like obviously she doesn't like nate but she doesn't want his brains all over her like she it was such a harsh scene to watch and it just shows yeah. how manipulative he is yes and like yeah know, it's just so toxic
2: also um what's gonna happen I, I know people on twitter that mentioned this with maddie's story but there was a camera in that closet and that and i i got the vibe from yeah. it and i don't want it to believe it's true but that lady is being a little too friendly with Maddie.
1: Oh man, I thought so too. Yeah, I definitely thought that. I definitely was like, this girl might make a move on Maddie.
0: I thought that. I got that vibe. But I think it's like she saw that Maddie was trying on all her clothes, and like it was, she, I think she's just trying to see if like she's stealing anything, and so she was like trying to be like, keep my enemies closed type thing
2: maybe
1: well i think she also Wishful probably she, i think she probably maybe sees some of herself and maddie too like you know the she was saying nobody thought i would settle down you know everybody thought i was a, like kind of this whore because i slept around with my best friends boyfriends and then you find someone like her husband who accepted her and bam now they have this life uh but I also just, I just felt she was preying on Maddie a little bit. Uh, yeah. You don't, you,
2: don't get, you don't get drunk with a teenager in a pool. Right. I'm sorry. that That's that's like, I know that like you allow her to go in the pool, but it's an intimate moment. You're sitting right next to her and you're having drinks with a teenager. I was like, this is crossing a little bit too many lines. Mm-hmm. I was like, this something's going on. Especially that they focused on the camera in... While Maddie was changing, something was just not adding up. And then also, we don't know yet.
1: In the
0: previous episode too, she was like, "Maddie, would you mind unzipping?" I was
1: just gonna say she did say that too. But then also, Maddie is just very impressionable. You know, she went off on her mother talking about how her mother sat up here and just took her drunk father's, you know, shit all these years, and you know that kind of. At least puts in perspective the personal relationship she has with her mother or lack of personal relationship. Maybe she's Maddie is so willing to go in the pool and get drunk with this girl because the lack of a motherly figure, you know, or just maybe just a really quality friend. That's what Maddie really needs right now her best friend.
0: I think in a way Maddie looks up to this lady. Like, wow, look at her. Look at her beautiful closet. All the things that she
2: has. Maybe. Like she
0: has a kid. I think I will look good pregnant. Like, you know, she's starting to like visualize like what she kind of wants her life to be. And now here comes this cool mom that's like, Hey, why don't you come have a drink with me in the pool? Like it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I wanna get to be I want to be you. Like I think no. that's really what she idolizes her.
1: Right. It's just when that idolization take, gets taken advantage of, yeah, is the problem. So, I feel yeah. for Maddie though. I like Maddie. Uh, what if she works
2: she, for the teacher? She. What do you call it? She. Wait. No. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, did you say but, works for the teacher? Yeah. Maybe that's no. I hope your not. Money. No. That's a, I hope not. I hope not. But what do you call it? I think I think I think Maddie has done some really questionable shit that has caused other people like harm in the past, and I think maybe she's she's one of the only characters that are progressing this season. You know what I mean? Like they, I I, I keep seeing Maddie like keep trying to go forward, even though everything is telling her to go back. So that that I I appreciate that arc. I appreciate that we're getting a lot more time with her. I'm just and I'm just very worried because she really doesn't have a support system either. Like no one does because her both her one of her best friends is delusional. The other best friend is delusional and is not her friend anymore. Um, Rue, who she really holds in high regard and she has never judged, you know, for being an addict, um, is an is going through, you know, withdrawal right now. Right, her own um, shit, yeah. Yeah, Jules is not really that close with with Maddie. You know, there's a lot of things that don't, you know, Lexi is, Lexi, Lexi's not really friends with everybody, but there's a lot of things like she's probably like, I don't know if she's going to grow out of the people that she's around or if she's going to ultimately regress. I hope not because we just, out of everyone that regresses, I hope that Someone at least moves forward.
1: Yeah. My, yeah, my fingers are crossed that Maddie keeps moving forward. I like how you said that. Yeah. But, um, goodness gracious, gentlemen, I think that pretty much covers all major topics of this episode. Uh, real quick, I want to make sure because I know she's going to listen. Uh, Dr. Rika pretty much agrees. Fuck Jake Nacobs. Uh Jake, Jake Nacobs. <laughs> Fuck Jake Nacobs, she says. Uh uh Glad Jules got the tape back. Uh the mother, Jacobs mother. Questionable as far as her parenting goes. Um, she likes the facts scene. mentioned. Gia and how her feelings being acknowledged, which we cover too. Uh and we mentioned Leslie uh ending uh the whatchamacallit Leslie uh you know the NBC, heartbreaking phone yeah. call. Right. Um yeah. I think that covers much, yeah, pretty much the episode. Um we know we got the play next week. I didn't watch the thing. So what? The play is definitely next week, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: Especially I mean me down the hallway.
1: Nate's walking down the hallway doing what He's gonna with sh- Cassie Boo. Cassie,
0: looks, Cassie looks like Maddie
1: Boo. Yep. Boo. whatever whatever yeah if rock bottom was for Rue in episode 5 I imagine this play is going to be like that scene in Mean Girls where she throws the burn, burn book pages everywhere and everybody loses it Mean Girls Mean Girls
0: yeah it's a good reference it's
1: pretty good all right thank you thank you thank you um but goodness gracious, yeah listen let's not beat a dead horse euphoria slowed down this week got to see some other characters and what they've been up to we also you know of course checked in on our girl rue fuck elliot she didn't even dare showcase him that's okay (laughs) Okay. um but hey folks we are glad y'all tune in to hear our thoughts on euphoria uh catch us here again next week covering episode seven which is the penultimate episode so tune into that one and tune into our thoughts again you can listen to us on all podcast formats including apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you want to listen you can also catch us on all social media including instagram facebook and twitter and then of course you can look at our lovely faces on youtube if you ever do there so find us on the yonko table youtube channel and bam we're there for you listen i'm grandmaster hoop that's neo desplazado that's Dars. take care everybody are